Shout out to Jack Holloway and Heaven's Music who provided the title soundtrack to the podcast. It is called Melancholia. Welcome to the Growing Pains podcast where we are helping millennials get out of adult adolescence one conversation at a time, one candid conversation at a time. I'm your host, Mo Musau. I'm joined by the ever realer, don't get more real than her, Anne Harrington. And Happy New Year. Same to you, my friend. Three days in and not disappointed. Yeah, I would have to say the same. Should I expect to be disappointed? Well, let me ask you this. 2020 was, uh, I think, objectively hard for everybody, Mm. right? And I get this feeling that we feel that because it was difficult, 2021 has to be, like, not easier. Yeah. But maybe we need to get payback or we need to get paid back. Right. Like the, there needs to be some sort of reward for our suffering or a refund. Yeah. Yeah. I would take either personally. I would like that. I, apparently the government is giving us a $600 uh, uh, little check for our, our worries. Maybe. We'll see. Supposed we'll to see. Six six hundred to two thousand. Someone say six hundred the same. Two thousand. I mean, you're making six figures. They're the same number. And let's be honest, most of the people who get those checks are going to spend it all, mm. so it's not even going to matter. So it's, it's like spending money. It's like we're all bunch um, of. It's, it's like we're kids, and the government yeah. is our parents, and we're like, can, you know, can you give me money to go to the mall? Yeah. <laughs> Need some new Jordans, mom. Uh, <laughs> Insider tip, adult millennial tip, there invest in real estate. There you go. Employ one Moki Masao. Uh, there you go. My I was, business realtor. I was, um, before, and even to that point, this year was the first year that I invested in, in the stock market. And uh, I, I was pleased. It was very turbulent, mm. um, which it was for everyone. Uh, but it was, you know, um, it was a really interesting journey. Yeah, so when the government sends over that that paper, I'll be putting some of that into into Wall Street. See what it can totally. do. Yeah, I think so and, too. Yeah. Do you invest? You invest? Yeah, yeah. I we do. talked about this. Yeah, yep, yeah. we have. Do you do, do you use Robinhood? I do. I don't love it. I um, yeah, I might mix things up a little bit. Um, yeah, we'll see. But um. I actually, we were just talking about this, but I, so I read Morning Brew, which is a, so do I. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like really short, we're not sponsored. I wish we were, yeah, um, sure. but free plug for Morning Brew. Yep. Uh, it's like bite size financial news that, mm-hmm. and there are always links in the like sort of, um, I guess you could call it abstracts of yep. um, the news to like a broader article on the topic. But I, um, bought some stock based on a tip that they recommended, which didn't perform great for like the first month that I had it. And then since has doubled. So mm, come on, won't God oh, do morning the- brew. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, I love it. It's, it, it's fun. And, um, I think also just, I think the, the, the stock market is like this, Here's again, you know, we've talked about capitalism before, I think. Mm. I think. Is it? No. I don't think we have. Not, no, no, I mean, sorry. tangentially, was, but not directly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Sorry. I was on another podcast talking about podcast. But the, 
for for and you know i think there's a a tendency to you know bemoan the whatever of capitalism and everything like that or the 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 you know disparities which they are there i mean for let's sure. just be yeah. real uh, on the on the other hand there's the things like the stock market which is a, a really cool um opportunity to like just also i think for for me is like learn how money works differently you know yeah. not just like spending and you know get a paycheck buy groceries pay bills and you know put a little bit in your savings account that's it but there's more things that i could do and seeing how that works is 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 just really fun and you know i think it's one thing that uh the millennials can can do more of i think we do a lot of investing i think we're pretty hip to that i follow um a finance podcast that a couple of them some millennial dudes pretty heavy into investing it's it's trendy i think in a yeah, good way i think so Okay, in so an that, intelligent kind of way. We're very intelligent people, and so we like yeah. intelligent like hobbies. I feel like yeah, definitely. And, and watching tons of Netflix. So yeah, which <laughs> investing is a great way. Um, if you are doing your research, it's a great way to make money and still watch Netflix at the same time. At you know, the same. Click a few buttons time. and you're there. Um, mm. But before before we go any further, mm. dogs dog sightings mm-hmm. in this week. Uh, n- none at all. However, oh my friend, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I had a dream last night. Um, where so first of all, before that, I've I haven't watched any, seen any dogs, but I've been watching Hannibal on Netflix. Mm. Man, that show is got me jacked up. On the other hand, it also last night I had a dream about a bunch of dogs. Um, and this is one of this is a dream that has been. This is one of the most uh, vivid dreams that I've had because I was uh, I was uh, I was holding the dog and like petting it and like it was it really felt like my best friend um, and it was unleashed and we just went walking around walking about and I was talking to I mean it was it was wild it was really wild I woke up and for a, a brief moment you know I was like wow did that really happen. I haven't, I haven't had that in a dream in, in a really long time. So didn't see any, but, you know, for now, in a strange way, that'll do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You asked me because you want to tell me about. Because my cup runneth over. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, well, and also because um, there was on social media, I got a request to fill in the blanks on my um my dog encounters of this week because I posted about one of them, but, um, so I am staying with my parents and, um, they have a few cow dogs. So those are not dogs crossed on cows for people that might be confused, but dogs that chase cows that are bred to, to herd cattle. Yes. So they've got like three of them. Mm -hmm. And, um, then my grandma who lives next door has a, schnauzer dachshund cross named chloe and um then my brother and sister-in-law came to visit with their kids and they Mm -hmm. have two dogs they have a corgi and then um a res dog we call him he's what's a res dog they got him they live on the they live on a native american reservation and they got him up there okay okay yeah yeah so he's like um i think he's got to be german shepherd Mm -hmm. something Mm. sharpay maybe a few other things, but he's, he's great. And then my sister 
who's also visiting is dog sitting her friend's dog, which is like some kind of chihuahua something puppy. And uh, he is pretty convinced that he's going to be on puppy WWE and is attacking (laughs) the bigger dogs incessantly. And um, yeah, it's pretty great to watch constant chaos, but the good kind. So the Lord has, see, this is my payoff of the, the dry spell of 2020. Mm -hmm. I'm experiencing the abundance of 2021 already. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're really kind of a microcosm for what we all expect. 21 2021 yeah. for, for all of us after I'm, 2020. I don't I don't wanna don't want to understate it, but I don't want to overstate it either. Um but I feel like a really apt term for what I feel like my life. I feel like I'm a prophetic oracle right now for all of you. <laughs> but let it be so. I don't I I, I you know I don't uh deny it. I will I yeah. receive it with open with open arms. Um, you know, with, you know, proper expectations, but mm-hmm. my life is, a, I'm a living testimony. <laughs> Come on, Receive God. It. Receive oh, it. Lord Jesus. He is speaking to me right now and is speaking to me right now. Wow. <laughs> Come on, Lord. Um, well, and let's, let, uh, so let's, let's recap. Um, well, today we're recapping the last 10 episodes along with just 2020 so where are we going to start? I mean, we can start with the episodes and then yeah, sure. we can we can start small, then go big or go big and then go small. Yeah, let's start. Let's start with episodes. I think cool. like what are, I guess, an easy way to start is what are some moments that really stood out to you from? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll start. Conversations. Yeah. Well, what's not funny, but interesting is that I like the Growing Pains podcast started like in the beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. It was the growing pains conversations, and I even had a complete, not completely different, um, uh, like tenor, but it was not what it is now. Yeah, and so, you know, the it it started, then it just went to nowhere, as most podcasts do, and then I don't, I don't even, I think it didn't I just text you one day and say, do you want to do a podcast? Yeah, I think that's what this, it, yeah, this okay. is the origins of that's right. what you were yeah, now yeah. listening to. I don't even know what was I doing. I don't remember, but it seemed like there was a, some possibilities to have conversations about just what what life is like for for millennials. You know, um, oh, you know what it is because in real estate, that's I was I think I was reading one place about millennials and home buying or, or whatever, and that just kind of kickstarted just my my mind thinking about it in general. Um, so, and, and, you know, so for me, like the, we started out being, I think the, the first few episodes were pretty, it's like, it was like, it's kind of like, it felt like reading, it was like reading, it's like reading a textbook, right? It's not like the, the best experience in the world. However, it is very, it is helpful and useful. And we've slowly, you know, and, and then from that, we've gotten more, um, we've just, it seemed it's it's kind of like foundational stuff, right? Yeah. Or like uh, you know, uh, as uh, back in the old theology world, you know, the prolegomena. You know, it's like the stuff that nobody like. You just have to say it all, and then mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. move on and just start doing the real the real stuff. Yeah. And so that's kind of how it felt like, and 
Um, and, and I think it was a good way to start because then it just sets the stage for the different conversations we had, which began with, you know, just ended up being about a lot about identity, kind of who we are. And what do, we're, you wanna, do you want to break down prolegomena for those that uh, aren't familiar yeah, with the term? I wish I could. I, I know the term like generally, but not so specifically. It's just like the... Um, use, use it but, in a sentence. Yeah, I I can't. I think the word itself is a sentence. I mean, prolegomena is, <laughs> is the it's like the the first order things that you yeah. want like your methodology, your sources, so on and so forth that you just lay out before you start like a work. It's it's I guess quote unquote uh, putting your cards out on the table uh, professionally and and yeah. critically, and then you end up and then from then on then you do the actual um, like. The, the the project it is that you're setting out to do so i like i wrote the word down and had to like i was like i know that's tickling a piece of my brain that i haven't used for a while then i had man, to break it down in greek <laughs> man, i tell you i then greek Ugh. oh man i love hate uh, so greek okay. i mean so it's probably, the thing right it's so, the the foundation for yes yeah. The, the argument or yeah. whatever, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Before you make the argument. Yeah. And I think even part of it too is, you know, millennials, uh, you know, there's a, you know, we're, we're a very self-aware kind of people, you know, we we're the, um, I've, I've heard someone say in a different place, we're the, as a generation, right. As a, you know, black middle aged or middle class, uh, Ooh, I know, like American that. Da, da, da. Yeah. You know, and, so as a white woman, I da 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 exactly yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> so we're very self aware in that way, and it's where we we have we place a very strong emphasis on experiential knowledge, mm-hmm. and I think part of the beginning was just to put some, maybe some uh, like objective, more objective criteria to the experiential knowledge so that when we're talking about the experience, there is a sense in which it. It's 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 grounded by something else mm-hmm. that's more uh, constant and stable. Um, so, and then we just ended up getting to experiences. I mean, I loved talking with Denise. She, I mean, the, the question, you know, when did I become a woman? That she asked herself. That we can apply to the, even for myself, for, yeah. for you. I mean, that's this idea that our lives just, you know, don't have a lot of rituals that start one thing or end end one thing, start another. And then so on and so forth, and then like going on and on and on, is is powerful, um, and you know, and and you know, talking with Marcus was was super cool. Talking with Je- I mean, with Jen, you know, I, I you know I love, I always love when, um, when Jen and I talk either about our experiences or about or when Jen talks about what she's gone through, what she's learned. Jen is, uh, she can, man, she can sometimes be like super serious and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's when she gets, when she gets like, she's like, she's, she's, she's a really funny, uh, quirky, uh, young lady. Uh, and, uh, well, she would have to be. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on. She would have to be. Yes, that's very true. That's very true. She checks all the boxes. So it was great to hang with her and, and, you know, just, you know, and I think we talked, we talked about this before we even start recording the episodes is the idea 
is for even starting this was to um, uh, one personally to have a some kind of body of work that you know I could give to Max when and and, mm-hmm. I, and, and our kids when when they get when they get older and and I'm also older and I don't have as much energy as I do now and my voice isn't mm-hmm. as clear and my thoughts aren't as clear mm-hmm. um, so it's just that kind of legacy that archival legacy want to leave them and then also just to create a platform and a space that I and my friends can talk you know talk about what we go through and what our experiences are like and because I, I also felt that they could be really helpful and and, and you know constructive and um, meaningful to a lot of other people yeah and so uh and so that's kind of what the that's I, I so I felt I, I've I feel like it's 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 gotten um it's hitting on those two big aspects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think when we initially started yeah, having the, the talking about doing the podcast, it was a lot of like we want this to be something that is um like we don't want to I mean as much as you and I are both like this when we state an opinion, we have a lot of confidence in it generally and state it with like a good amount of certainty. But um, I think we, we both really wanted it to be something where it was okay to be in process about something. That's right. And, That's and right. where we could be perhaps talking about things that are instructive without being prescriptive. And right. um, yeah. And so I think right. that's, that's something we're striving to continue expanding on in the way that we, you know, talk to people and talk to each other. And um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's the most exciting part to me. That's right. That, you know, I don't think we've you we've generally agreed on most things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm curious when we'll start disagreeing. But I think that could also be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think um, I was talking to a friend. I don't remember what. I feel like mm. this is my my sentence. I get made fun of for starting sentences with. I was listening to a podcast, but I was talking to a friend <laughs> about podcasts she was listening to. And she remarked that the thing that she loved about the hosts is that um they they disagree often. Mm. It's a father-son podcasting pair. So Ooh. goals for you, Max. But um they disagree often, just different generations, different upbringing, value set, whole mm. thing. But the way that they disagree is what really people come for, not necessarily to hear their opinions, but the way that they disagree is very kind and respectful and loving and ends up being constructive. And Mm. they end up generally being closer together opinion wise at the end, but aren't necessarily still not the same. So, um, yeah, I think that that's something we can, we can try to perhaps, um, find those points of disagreement. Yeah, I mean they'll put they'll they'll come like can't force it. Maybe we got to start doing less preparations. Maybe we should do our own preparations and not mm. tell each other. And then on the day <laughs> of the airings, like we talk about it, and then f- figure out yep. that um, that there are some some differences. But you know, like yeah, that that is tr- that you you, read, you made a really great point. That yeah, the whole process thing. Um, I mean, it's very you know. One of my mentors once said, "Like, you know, the the way that he approaches sometimes like conversations is, he, you know, he 
he wants to he's a smart guy he 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 knows what he knows mm. um and he can he can do the whole articulate thing and and you know give you know defenses with sources and so on and so forth but he says like i, I don't just want people to hear what i'm saying i want them to feel what i'm saying mm. and I, I feel like that's one of the things about you know millen- the the whole millennial i guess one of the characteristics of millennials is we want to we we want to feel what we know Mm -hmm. and 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 there has to it seems like there there has to what we're trying to attend to the experience of knowledge um and i was on a a podcast with a friend of mine and he's uh more philosophical and and um how would i say he's he's tough but in a mm-hmm. good way, because he says, if if you you can't make progress with if every if everything and everyone is always, you know, as a right, yeah, there has to be something like what's what's what are what are the pillars that that ground like a variety of experiences that are different, so that you're actually moving towards some kind of, um, uh, I don't know, d- direction, right? Yeah, um, you can call it flourishing societal flourishing or whatever you want to call it and and i think that's 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 what i'm trying to that's what i want to do more of is continue to attend to those realities um both the the grounding aspects as well as the experiential aspects uh and 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 see what what kind of you know gains come out of that uh so so yeah, I think um, yeah, I, I think it's particularly with you know with Denicia and 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 her um, uh, <clears throat> her conversation with Jen, uh, with with Marcus, and even the conversations that we had prior to that. Mm-hmm. I think we're we're getting we got a lot of the I mean with Marcus and Denicia I think in particular, um, there's a lot of is very much an experiential. Uh, kind of based conversations and uh and i think they're they're good i think they're good and it's like all right well you know how then to then uh, apply some uh some more groundable you know um truths or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. to 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 kind of tie everything up um is 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 going to be interesting to see so uh yeah, that's kind of where I'm, where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I think back to I can't remember it was early when we were still talking about wisdom, um, and we were talking about I think the the idea of like the as a dot 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 mm-hmm. is sort of a take on or riffing on the the whole like live your truth theme that I ranted about. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, and I think perspective is is everything. And it's also not everything, you know, we are limited by our our perspective and that's, and the, as a dot, dot, dot fills in or um, acknowledges that, that we, Mm -hmm. you know, this is my perspective and I'm limited by my perspective, but also my perspective is unique, et cetera. Um, But yeah, it's not, it's not everything. And, um, and often our perspectives are, you know, I think about, (laughs) um, I don't know if you had, if you, had to take art classes when you were 
like in middle school or something, but I remember doing like one, learning how to draw one point and two point perspective. Do you remember this? And I just remember, how, yeah. I remember like, drawing a cube. Okay. Yeah. And how warped a, like a two point perspective cube looks like it does not look like a cube. That's right. right. Uh-huh. And I think that that's similar to like, if I'm standing looking at this, two point uh, perspective cube from the closest corner. I'm like, well, as a person who is standing looking at this uh, cube from the closest edge, it does not look, yeah. look like a cube at all, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but, but someone standing a little further off or standing against like one of the flat sides of the cube might have mm-hmm. a different view that could potentially be more accurate. Yeah. And that's um, yeah, yeah. anyway, that's kind of, yeah, that's what that made me think of. Do you think we place undue emphasis on our um, Enneagram types uh, or the Myers-Briggs or personality t- Like these, I feel like, because, you know, it, it seems like we end up filtering or mm. almost uh, using them as like diagnostic tools, like for mm-hmm. Our, mm-hmm. our lives when, as though we know how to use them, you know, diagnostically. And then we yeah. end up like shaping our entire lives based upon, you know, 16, 16personalities.com, which I was on a couple <laughs> days ago. And I got the same score. I'm an advocate. What's the that? INF, INFP, I think. Um, okay. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. Perceiving or judging? Mm, Do you like things to be closed-ended or open-ended? That's a great question. I don't even know how to do I I don't I don't, I don't know anything. <laughs> I think saying uh, that's a great question. I don't know how to answer that mm, question answers the question. Come on, there we go. <laughs> whether or not you like things to be def- like go. closed and defined or <laughs> undefined and open. There you go. I answered my own question. Where is this thing? Where is it? Let me Here we go. I found it. Yeah, yeah. INF No. It says I'm an INFJ. Okay. FJ. It's either J or P, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Uh so that's exact, you know. I don't know. Uh yeah. to answer your yeah, question. Yeah, go though, ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, so my my beef with the Myers Briggs and, and Enneagram too. I think Enneagram is a little more flexible than Myers Briggs because you're not choosing between between two traits and like each number has a growth path and a stress path mm-hmm. and um all those kinds of things. But um, I, I do think they can be a little, we do box ourselves in. And I think I've seen particularly Myers-Briggs often used to excuse poor behavior or selfish behavior or um, lack of care and concern for others. Yeah. Um, Being a dick. Yeah. Yeah. You can just say like, Oh, it's because I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, I do this because I'm a whatever. It's like, no, you're right. A, you're right. <laughs> right. Or, or even like, um, even to excuse anxiety or be hmm. like, and I want to tread lightly here because I have a lot of respect for people's anxiety. Like I, okay. I, you know, it's right. part of my profession to have a lot of respect mm-hmm. for it, but to just say that, um, it's not something that needs to be worked on because it's a personality feature. Right, um, exactly. Okay. Not something uh-huh. that needs to be dealt with. I just so you know, so if anxiety is not a personality feature, what is it? Um, that's a great question. Uh, like clinically, it's it's a yeah. like mental health issue that I can bill insurance for, <laughs> which is good. 
right right yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but in a um good question in a broader sense I can't remember I think I've said this before um but there's uh I had a professor when we were in seminary who called who said anxiety is um ontological angst there you go okay. there's like situation specific yeah. anxiety obviously mm-hmm. but then just ontological angst so like angst of being right um right yeah right okay so oh you know what i was thinking as you were talking there's so your my version of the you know live your truth um is i'm just blunt mm. people say i'm just blunt I'm like, oh my no, gosh you're, no, you're you're an a-hole That's yeah so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that just that uh, it, it came to mind when you were talking about how you know people use the Myers Briggs and whatever to justify you know mm-hmm, being, mm-hmm. like lack of care and concern. That's what it is. Like people say you're mm-hmm. blunt. It's like no, you're not. You just don't care enough mm-hmm. to try and um, help people understand what you're trying to say. Well, um, and I think yeah, and I think a lot of people um, uh, sort of explain their bluntness or justify it by saying it's like efficacious but often it's not, you know, like you're, you just have to look at the results. Like, are you getting the results of the, that you want with your blunt bluntness mm-hmm. and, you know, and generally they're not, and they just explain it as people are too sensitive, you know, or people are right. whatever too easily right. offended, which like people are, we all are too easily offended. Let's be honest. And too sensitive when it comes to different areas of our right. lives. But right. yeah, I think, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Yeah, because it's like, oh, that's a good point. Like, did you get the result that you wanted? Because what is the result, right? When you say so, so let's say, so, you know, Moki, you know what? You're just, um, you're just sensitive. You're too sensitive, right? And it's like, oh, man, can you, like, why do you have to say like that? Oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just blunt. No, it's not, well, because when you said, like, Moki, you're too sensitive, what did you hope to achieve? That I would learn right. that, you know, maybe I, I, I need to see things differently or, you know, be more have a little bit more like, you know, persistence or whatever, so that I'm not easily perturbed by whatever. That's what you wanted, mm-hmm. right? That's what yeah. you want me to see. If, yeah. If, if I didn't see that, mm-hmm. and you didn't achieve, then you didn't achieve what you did. So you, you're just wasting your time. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the other, I'm just blunt as well. I'm just telling it like it is. Telling it like it is. Telling it like it is. Um, and I think, you know, sometimes we do need people to say hard things to us. Yeah. But, um, I think that the way that people say hard things, yeah, yeah, it's, well, it's people, really, it really say- is about like, what is the result that you want? Do you want, and I think a lot of times people tell it like it is more as a means of attaining catharsis and yeah, like feeling, feeling uh, heard and yeah. validated. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Rather than yeah. actually trying to move the needle in a relationship or help a person grow. Yep. Or it's like, you know, this, you know, I'm, you know, this is just who I am. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah. You can change. Yeah. You know, and th- yeah, anyway, now I'm just, I'm just venting now. Yeah. yeah. I'm just telling like it like it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, okay. So that's the podcast we did. Yeah. So I think it, it went well. And yeah, I, I, I just, I generally enjoyed doing this because um, these are the conversations that, you know, at least one person is if at least one person is like, man, I, I I'm glad somebody talked about this. I actually, I was a friend of mine was a friend of ours was texting me the other days, you know, saying, uh, he listened to the episode with Marcus 
part one and when Marcus talking about the going to camp mm. and he went to, he was going to visit his in-laws and when he walked in the door, the same thing happened to him. All the kids just kind of, and he was like, it was, it was just eerie how you hear it. And then it happens mm-hmm. to you like mm-hmm. immediately, almost yeah. immediately. So it's like, but then, you know, but it's, you know, if that's the kind of stuff that, you know, is, is just meaningful. I think, you know, he's like, well, this one person's like, Oh man, I, I never thought like that's how that kind of stuff works, right? Just a little light bulb clicking off is is fun, you know, and I'm glad to be able to help, you know, we can help people do that, you know, but you know, what 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 do we think about 2020 as as a whole? Um cuz it was rough. Yeah. But economically, wealth is usually transferred during the crisis. Mhm. Haven't we seen that? <laughs> and so w- w- how do we f- how do we interpret 2020 other than just like cliche it was bad I want my refund like oh 2020 like it's behind me I'm moving you know it's a new year new me kind of thing or whatever mm. uh, in a way of like you know overcoming hardship I was thinking I was thinking about this the other the other night like, on New Year's Eve uh, I was just sitting just thinking uh, and I was just like, it really hit me like, man, that was really tough, you know, but we have, you know, we got this podcast going that, you know, we, we both enjoy a lot of mm-hmm. people enjoy it too. Um, you know, uh, Jen, Max and I are, are doing great. Mm. Um, we're, we're all healthy. Um, we were able to finally get a, a good health insurance plan, which is something that we were looking for all year long. Um, Jen got a, a prom- she got promoted. Wow. That's I awesome. mean, so it's not like it was terrible, was awesome. like mm. whatever, like it, it's, it, it was, uh, it, it just was, it was, it was, it was just, it was difficult, but it's, you know, other things happened as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, personally, and obviously I like as a person who has had a lot, a huge, like like I have been living in like extraordinarily cheap housing under really unique and great circumstances, honestly, for the past mm-hmm. year. Yeah. So, and I've been unemployed and seeking employment pretty much since June or July, I think June. So wow. uh, yeah. So it's been a huge blessing in that sense. Um, but I think for me, so I, prior to this last year, um, I was working in a job that basically burned me out really, really badly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it took me like probably six months after quitting that job wow. before I wasn't tired all the time. Jeez. Like I, at any point in the day could have laid down and take a, taken a 30 minute nap. And so just physiologically completely burned out. I could go into it, but I won't. And, and emotionally and mentally too. And I was, um, and I couldn't, I didn't have just because of the survival mode mentality, I had no vision for anything beyond That's like right. even a couple yeah. of years. So mm-hmm. I think that um, because my life had to, was put on pause in a, like a way that I could not possibly fight. Um, it gave me some time to like calm my 
my brain and my body in, uh, in a way that I really needed so that I could actually have some, like, look at my life and be like, okay, actually, where do I want to be in 10 years and start dreaming in a way that I haven't been able to just because of the stress Mm. that I've been under. So that was, it ended up being a gift to me in that sense. Obviously there's a lot of things that were awful about this year. Um, you know, like I, yeah, family friend died of COVID this last week, Mm. you know, just, um, not an old guy, you know, like this, just sad, sad stuff, you know, all of the, the racial, uh, violence, like police officer, like there was just like so many very, very public killings of black people this year. And the rise of of Karen and the rise of Karen and, um, protests and counter protests and all the stuff that like the dust hasn't settled on that. And I think we need to acknowledge that too. Mm. Um, we had, I think the deadliest day of the year of the pandemic was, um, uh, maybe like in somewhere in the last like 10 days of December. So, um, yeah, it's just, none of this is over in a sense, but I, and I want to acknowledge that, but also just say that there, for me, there was, um, some unexpected blessing in it too. Yeah. And I mean, just think about it. The, we, the, they came up with the vaccine in, 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 in 12 months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, less than 12 months. I think that, I think that some of the companies were already working on it because they saw what was happening in China. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like it was a start yeah. from a dead stop, but yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, how, because when was the, the, the last most, um, the, the 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 last I don't know if it's a pandemic or whatever you want to call it that mm-hmm. they needed to create a vaccine for was it the flu or was it po- was it, it there were some comparisons when the yeah. vaccine was when there was when it became like a a, um, a big issue where they're comparing kind of the progress and the like what's required mm-hmm. um, and they were making comparisons about other vaccines that took with like trials would take ten years and like you mm-hmm. know whatever and like now it's just kind of went lightning lightning speed that um man it's you know if if whatever happened now happened 10 years ago we would be truly effed Mm -hmm. yeah like without the without zoom without fiber optic internet yeah 5g whatever you want to say about it to like you know and like cancer cells and the mark of the beast whatever like (sighs) this was like we got through this uh, in many ways also because of the time that we're in. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we came from, uh, you know, Jenna and I, before we you know moved back to Virginia, we were in uh, doing missions in Swaziland. And even there, it's a small country, very impoverished, but even there, they were able to get through this crisis also because of the time that we live in too. Yeah. And so, absolutely. you know, and, you know, so yeah, all has to say that, um, you know, it's not all bad. And, and this is the mark I think of, was it perseverance, perseverance and resilience Mm -hmm. is like actually is just getting through difficult things, difficult times. Um, and realizing that we have the tools to get through difficult. I mean, you talk about your living situation. Our living situation is, it's not easy either, but Mm -hmm. It's like you put yourself when you're back into a corner and you decide that you're not going to quit. You find resources. That's yeah. that's what made, that's what you know. We were talking before we got on air. We we're talking about adulting. Like that's what it is. It's yeah. just taking responsibility, doing what you got to do, yeah. um, and and just moving forward. 
you know, moving forward and moving on. Um, or as uh, was it John Mayer who said, uh, getting, moving on and getting over are not the same thing, but he's talking about love. Anyways, I digress. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like moving forward and moving on, you know, it, it is like 2020 is the year of like, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't like the whole cliche thing. Like, you know, 2020 was like a blah, blah, blah. And 2021 is the year of rising up. It discounts the perseverance that 2020 took, you know? Yeah. I think that's one thing that I, you know, I want to, you know, just for, for me personally is just recognize like it was tough. Mm-hmm. I'm lost all my hair, <laughs> but I'm still here. Well, some of that was of your own volition. I did. Do, to yeah, be it fair. Was, yeah. Yeah. Let's not blame <laughs> it all on stress and, and, uh, and, uh, and, and struggle. I yeah, did, I did. I, I was, uh, I was balding for, for a long time. Man, I saw pictures from 2017 um, before we I got married, and man, I had so much hair. It was it was huge. It was a big big head of hair. Oh, I miss it. I miss it. But I do uh, I know I know um, your one brother is bald as well. But is your other brother? Is he? Moving that direction no. as well. No. Nah, he's good. He, he's okay. His his stuff is, is still is still intact. Um, still strong. Um, yeah. Good I don't him. know. Well, see, I I got a. So, so Mocha's bald, but he he doesn't. He's not. Uh, he yeah. He's he's bald, but he's not balding. My problem is that I'm bald and I'm balding. Okay, so his is entirely by choice. Oh yeah. He just likes the aerodynamic aspect. <laughs> makes him a faster soccer player um we man we played soccer the other day after uh man it was one of the worst experiences of of my life um man have you ever seen charles barkley play golf no <laughs> we get out when we get off this thing <laughs> i'm picturing it and when oh. we're done when we're done here ah. like you just go ahead and you watch charles okay play yeah golf. we'll do um so that was what uh, that's how I felt playing soccer after. I mean, it's been, it's been, uh, I think a, a year um, since it was, since I played any, any kind of soccer and man, it, it, it's not that the skills leave you. It's, it's, it's your processing time. That's what totally. Goes. Yeah. 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 And uh, man, I tell you, I was the, 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 what I wanted my body to do and my body doing the thing that I wanted to do, there was no connection and it was, yeah. And it's, and it's not as automatic. I had a bit of that this week too. I was, so I grew up on a ranch and I was helping my dad this week with, with horse stuff. And I haven't, I haven't really worked on the ranch or done anything like that for like five years probably. And, um, it came back, but it was a little slow at first. And I was like, just, you know, having to really think about everything that I was doing with the horses and, um, yeah, Man, it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. It's like, how can you forget something that feels so fundamental to Man. every part of your life up until yeah. recently, you know? Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, yeah. because you're talking about perseverance and yeah. just doing what you have to do. Like this past year, you know, you just yeah. take responsibility and like, okay, this is what we have to do to make it. So this is what yeah. we're going to do. Um, do you think that our... I think that our generation is very disillusioned and that's something that we hear said about us a lot. And I think it's true mm-hmm. about like sort of the state of particularly American 
uh, millennials. Like we are being handed um, Mm -hmm. kind of a country in crisis and it's all crises that we didn't create. And I think that that's, that's accurate. But do you think we like expect things to be easy? Like, do we, do we expect hardship? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so do we expect, do we expect things to be easy or do we expect hardship? Do we like, do we, do we have an understanding that like life is hard? Um, I think technically, like for example, um, you know, we've both been through grad school. Grad school Mm -hmm. is difficult. Yeah. Um, there's, there's no, there's no way whatever, don't matter what subject, even like if you, if you do a master's in poetry, it's not going to be easy. Yeah. Right. So, but we're willing to go through that kind of hardship because it, that there's, there's, because it's the way that we understand what we're doing is, is different. Whereas the hardship of life is the kind that we don't want. We want, because here's the thing, like when it comes to technical difficulty, we expect that because it's like it's almost like um a logical progression when it comes to improving in in something but life but everyone but when we as we live our lives we're we're, we're constantly finding easy like more and more ways to to make life convenient so when we perce- like my job should be hard my life shouldn't be hard right mm. my life should be easy because my job is hard I work hard okay. at my job. Yeah. So that, like the the other things are not hard. And <clears throat> now, I mean, I, I say that just because personally, that's what I struggle with. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's how I, you know, so when life is hard, um, I remember even uh, a couple, a few months ago, actually it was the first, no, the second real, the, the second real estate transaction I was a part of. Um, like it was like some stuff was just going haywire. <laughs> And, um, and I'm, you know, one of my, one of my, uh, colleagues was like, Moki, your problem is that when problems come, you think that it's, uh, it's the end, right? Hmm. Whereas you can look at it as, um, like a puzzle that just needs pieces put together. Yeah. And so like, but, and so the problem, the thing with real estate is that like, there's just like this emotional connection that makes it like work crosses over into life. But, you know, in the problem, like when I have challenges in my life, I, I realized that's how I was seeing the challenges in my life. It was like something like goes haywire and I'm like, oh man, it's all over. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, you know, learning to say, all right, this is just the problem. And, you know, what, what are the pieces to this puzzle? And then, you know, how do you, how do I put them together? Yeah. Can I put them together? And sometimes I can't. Um, yeah, true, sometimes true. I can. Sometimes I can't. But I, I mean, I had to change my my perspective to to get there. Otherwise, I was on the other end. Yeah. Actually, and you know what? My therapist actually hit me with this uh, two weeks ago. I think he was like, "Moki, is your stress just?" He asked me, "Moki, is your stress does it come from the fact that you just expect things to work out, and then when they don't?" Oh. Uh, you know, then you're, you know, you get all jacked up or whatever. And I was like, that's a great point. Never saw it like that. But when you put it that way, made a lot of sense. Yeah. And I think part of us, a large part of us really does expect things to work out because we have good intentions. That's so true. Yeah. What do you think? 
Oh, good intentions. I hadn't even thought about that. Um, but I think that that's a that's a right. big part of it. Because we're because li- we're all living our truths, right? Yeah, exactly. So we're we're it's pure, like right. pure. If we're if we're doing something, if we're acting out of our truth, it should work out because it's motivated by like a pure intention. Yeah. Um, which obviously is not something that you or I really ultimately buy into, but um, I think um we have not been prepared very well for failure, which sounds like I'm like saying we're victims or whatever of our own success growing up. But um, I remember a friend telling me one time he got asked in a job interview um, about a time that he had failed. And so the interviewer asked him, um, tell me about a time that you failed and what did you learn from it? And I think, and he was kind of gobsmacked because he'd never really failed at anything that he'd tried in his life. And, um, and he had a really hard time coming up with a substantial meaty answer. And, um, I think that we really struggle to, um, recognize the failure or the opportunity that's like, uh, embedded in a failure, whether it's an opportunity for personal growth or to like, you're saying, look at a problem differently, try something different, um, you know, whatever it may be. But, um, I think that we, that's just failure is so, um, antithetical to being an American, you know, from the time that we're, we're kids. Um, it's all about like winning and success, winning and success, good grades. You know, you're, on the kids soccer team and you, you know, whatever, whatever you do, you need to score a goal by the end of the season. And, um, you know, always getting better and better and better. And I think some of our, certainly some of my most powerful growth moments in life have come from failures, um, of various kinds and, um, or moments of intense personal pain. Even, um, I have a, I have a good friend who like, (laughs) Um, I will often talk to her if I have like a really big personal problem I need to hash out and I'll just like complain and complain and complain, whine, rant, complain. And I'll like kind of talk myself out. And she always asks me this and it always ticks me off because I'm just like, I just want to be mad about this. But she always asks me, what is, what is God inviting you into in this? Like, what is the invitation? And I'm like, shut up. But I know that's what I want. I need to hear, you know, like what to like step back, press pause and be like, what is the invitation to growth or to um, a better relationship or to, um, you know, trying something new, um, you know, putting up a boundary, whatever the thing is, like, what is the invitation um, for growth there? And um yeah, it's a really powerful question. I think that that's, that's like, to me, that's a lot of why we, we don't understand the value of failure. So we, I mean, uh, I, we don't um, fail well. Anthony Bradley's pointed this out in terms of just how we're creating cultures of just narcissism and raising mm-hmm. narcissists. I, I think um, a friend of mine's got a wrestling podcast, uh, uh, Youth Wrestling and there's a one of his guests is a a coach here in 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 North Virginia, and he's like, he you know, he he made this. I'd never thought of this before. Parents say like, I want they they push their kids like seven eight years old to be the best, be the best wrestler at this this. And he said he asked the parents like, are you the best at what you do? Like at your job, are you number one? 
Hmm. He's like, you're not. So why the hell are you like pushing your kid and like burdening this guy with all this expectation that even you yourself are not living up to? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but but that is something that is, I mean, not, not just with, you know, parents of, of young athletes, but uh, but in, in you know we're very metric driven to be like on the scoreboard. We want to get on the leaderboard. We want to. It's not worth it if I'm not on the you know top ten, top five, mm-hmm. top. Whatever. If I didn't start, then yeah, why right. Even playing, yeah. man. Yeah. I remember, um, man. The, on the, the the first, you know the. The first uh, iteration of Growing Pains, my friend Mike Aerosmith came on and he was talking about, you know, his, in high school, I don't think this dude played a single game, uh, like, I don't think he ever played a single minute. I don't hmm. know. But his parents went to every single game. Hmm. And they always, like, were smiling and encouraging him. Never said, like, you know, da-da-da. Like, bruh, like, just keep doing it. You know, he practiced hard. He worked hard. And in his mind, it wasn't about being a starter. It was about giving his best effort. And he wanted his the people that he was practicing with or playing against to know that he was giving him giving it his best effort. And his best effort would then make them give their best effort. Like that was his mentality in high school. And I'm talking to this dude. I'm like, yo, bro, why aren't you in the Olympics? It's like that's that mentality is not uh, typical, right? And even I mean, so you know now what he does for work, he's doing exa- like he's passing on his mentality to other people, right? Um, and if you ask him in, in his mind, like that's him being a success. That's success for him. Yeah. And that attitude is not the same, you know, and um, a lot of people and. You know, he he talked about like you know this past year he also uh, was unemployed, and he was like, "Well, I don't have a job," so he just he said, "Well, every day I just got up at nine o'clock, I looked for jobs until five, and the next day I did the same thing until I got hired." Mm-hmm. It's like yep, that's what you have the, to do. The mentality is it, it to him. It was the mentality, you know, mm. and and I think that's the you know that's different, uh, and and I think that's you know. The understanding, you know, uh, failing as an um, as an event and failure as a an identity, that might be a place that we conflate those two things hmm. and end up in the latter, where simply the former is just more of what the reality is. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I That's like something that. I'm working on with my therapist. It's hard. It's tough. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. And sneaky too. I think that I found, you know, like unravel it in one part of my life, but it's still very active in another. So. Because when, when uh, things get crazy, like when one thing after the next, after the next, after the next, you start like questioning (laughs) like who you are. Is is it me? You know, like I am the common denominator here. So. (laughs) And you know what? This is the crazy thing I'm learning that. Yes. It is me, yeah. but not in the way that I think it is. Exactly. I'm thinking about it, you know, yeah. and that could be, that's for me, the area of growth that I'm learning now. And, and thank God for Jen. She's so patient with me. Uh, and my therapist who also is very patient with me. Um, he's, man, my therapist, thank God for him. He's, he's wild. He's, 
I needed him this year. Mm. But, you know, that that's the thing is that it is me, but it's not in the way that I'm thinking of. And this is something that he's told me. He's like, Mocus, it's not working. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Tell me it's not working. Um, but this is how, these are the ways to think about it not working, right? The way that you're thinking about it is a problem, right? Think about it this way and then start, you know, making progress in that way and, you know, et cetera. Yeah. And that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I thought this was going to be short. Yeah, so did I. Like, we could talk about a lot of other things, but we, we've already... We've maxed out. Hit our goal. We've hit our goal. But was, I, think, uh, I think it's a good note to end on, too, though. I mean, um, I think maybe that's... I, I try not to make resolutions, but um, I do. There are things that I'm like, this could be a good theme for the year in a way. And um, I think failing well yeah, is, is a good theme. Yeah, yeah. Failing up, they call it. I've read that somewhere. I can't remember. I think it's a book or something. But Denzel said something like that. He did. When I fall, I want to fall forward because I don't want to know where I'm landing. Mm. Mm-hmm. So. Denzel could say anything. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Just the voice, his his speaking voice alone, everything that comes out of his mouth and is prosaic. Anything. Anything. Yeah. Uh, anyways. It's been fun. And yep. Are you, you ready to roll out? Sure am. Cool. Um, this has been another episode of the Growing Pains podcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, hanging with us. Um, this year we're going to learn how to fail. Well, failing does not make you a failure. It is just another part of the process. Uh, I'm your host, Moki Musao, always joined by the ever real, don't get more really than her, Ann Harrington from us here at GPP. We are out.